Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Hello, and welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, a show about living your very best life. And today we have, uh, actually, I think a topic that I'm surprised we haven't done before because it's so important. Uh, We're going to be talking today, if you're just tuning in, on social anxiety. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't even know the terminology. It's often people. People refer to it as shyness. They Sometimes there can be an overlap on the two of them. So if you're just tuning in, I'm going to take a little break from that for a second and tell you a little bit what I've been up to in the last couple of weeks because it was pretty special. But um, if shyness is something that interferes with your life and you've always wondered why or you're eating publicly or um, I know for myself when I walk into a party, like some people love if everybody turns, like I'd rather be shot if, than have people turn and like and it's not you. comfortable to me. Um, and and the research on social anxiety is quite interesting. And I've got Georgia in the house. I'm going to tell you all about her. She's been on the show many, many times. She's absolutely brilliant. And she really works in the clinic on social anxiety. And I think that you've told me that we're seeing an onslaught of social anxiety these days, right? In kids yeah. and adults. Yeah, it's a lot. And I think that um, very few people actually know that it's social anxiety. They, they feel that they're shy to this or they're not able to do something. And they're not really understanding what is happening and what the reasons are for that. And so I think it's it's a really important show because you might have a little bit of social anxiety as well. And if you don't know that you have social anxiety, it's not like your life is being ruined. But on the other hand, we might be able to make it better. Yeah. Yes. We just exactly. might. So I haven't seen you in a little while, Georgia. I've you know really missed you. I haven't seen you around the corner. You've been traveling. I've been traveling. And I do want to talk a little bit about that before we get into it because um, it's very touching, these trips. You know, I, I was in Lethbridge and Red Deer, Alberta. Now, both of those places are actually really really like the people are so warm and they were so kind to me and I know a lot of them are tuning in I want to say a big thank you I was speaking to caregivers about treatment for anxiety and depression and also the risk that caregivers get into yeah that's so important I saw some pictures it was amazing yeah well they were so receptive I mean, I had to go on this tiny, tiny plane. It was unbelievably, um, I don't want to say scary, but like a little bit like an amusement ride for me. I found it a little bit difficult, but the warmth of the people made it so special. And uh, they were very interested in the anxiety videos. And um, definitely people were coming up and talking about social anxiety, OCD, Mm -hmm. anxiety. And as always at these conferences, a lot of people were talking about within their own families and what goes on. And it's hard, you know, because when... We're caregivers. We're supposed to have all the answers, and we're not supposed to have anxiety in our families. Right. And that's just not realistic at all. And I really want to say a big thank you to Alberta and the people who brought me out there, Executive Links and uh, Red Deer and Lethbridge in particular for being so kind to me and so warm and uh, being so supportive of the work that we do together, the anxiety videos, and also of uh, this radio show. They were just amazing. And I know a lot of them are listening in tonight to hear about the famous Georgia what she's got to say. Well, I think they're probably listening for the famous Sandra. I think it's wonderful, though, that you also spoke about taking care of caretakers. I think that that's so important. And then what happens if there's no one to take care of the caretakers and the caretakers get ill or something happens, then there's no one to care for anyone. So it's really important if you're a caregiver to make sure that you're also doing what you have to to make sure that you feel good and that you're taking care of yourself. 
Yeah, that's such a good point. And the truth is one of the reasons it all, that part of the lecture always goes over quite well is that caretakers are notoriously not good at taking care of themselves. Right. 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 They're usually, where Where are they on their list of importance? Like the bottom, the right. bottom. So I've been really, um, I'm very fortunate that the people who hired me allowed me to incorporate that into the segment. And I have to say that's probably the best received is that the caregivers, it's almost like a secret language we have. Yes. Is that Therapists and nurses and social workers and OTs and physical therapists, we all have something in common yeah. is we're in the business of giving. And, yes. you know, you know, you know, you know that no matter what goes on in your life, uh, people, they feel for you, but they you're expected to show up and give and you yes. can't give with empty pockets. No, I love that. That's yeah. a great that is say it again. You cannot give with empty pockets. Yes. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself yeah. and you're aware of where you're at. Also that check-in with yourself daily of where am I feeling? How am I feeling? What am I doing? So important. That's great. So important and so relevant to the talks that we have on the show together about anxiety treatment. Now, yeah. Georgia, you've been a really popular guest. So let me properly introduce you. Like when you come on the show, uh, we can see it in the ratings. People absolutely love you. I'm not Aww. surprised. You're dynamic on your platform podcasts and the different things that you do. You're an outstanding clinician, um, someone I admire very much. I admire your work. I love it. And um, in particular, I, I mean, your bio, you've been doing this for 20 years, teaching and counseling, and you have degrees in psychology and education and a distinction in art therapy. You're also a Canadian jiu-jitsu champion. Oh, just that. Um, and you specialize in treating anxiety and stress man- management to children and adults. Um, you also do a lot of work on podcasts and um, in tech tech world, which is interesting because you do a lot of work in tech, but then you're also very strict on tech. Like yes. We talked yes. about that in Alberta, too, that technology for kids is quite dangerous. Like, yeah. So when you come on yeah. the show, we always end up talking about anxiety. So I thought, well, what haven't we covered? And I realized that we haven't covered social anxiety. Isn't that, that amazing? I, I actually, when you said that we haven't covered, I went, "Are we sure we haven't covered?" No. I'm sure we've covered it, and that's amazing that we haven't because it's probably one of, like, I would say my fourth highest um, anxiety that I deal with. It's it's w- definitely within the top five. Right. So that's so important. Okay. Well, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, you for coming. Thank and you. if you want to join in the conversation, you can call us at one eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. Again, that's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine two we're also streaming live on facebook today we like to do that when georgia comes over to make it a little bit interactive on the commercial breaks so just go to straight talk sandra reach and we'll we'll answer any questions and fiddle around a little bit on the breaks and try to keep the topic of anxiety a little bit humorous because we're very much of that belief that um anxiety and depression can get very dark Yes. Um, and we've got to find a little bit of a humorous angle. And there is, you know, ways to make this pleasant, which is a good lead in. I would like you to discuss a little bit what social anxiety is. And maybe I'll tease the audience with the fact that one day I saw one of you and your patients going downtown with spots on your face. What on earth were you were doing? So if you can tie that all in for us, like, you know. In a minute. Well, no, you have more than a minute. <laughs> Take as long as you need. Um, so, so, yes, yeah, social anxiety is the fear of judgment of others. And it's a very intense fear. And I think that um, it's, it's worried about what other people are going to think, about not fitting in, about looking stupid. I think that all of us can empathize with some pieces of that. Now, when does that go from just being shy or just being worried to something that would be considered social anxiety? That's when it actually impacts your life and you're not able to do things that you would like to do because of this. When it's starting to inhibit where you're going to go, what you're going to do, what degree you're going to take, the schooling that you're going to be at. I'm answering the phone at your 
bathroom going to the bathroom or public bathroom yes or not quite common oh very very common and it changes because slowly it usually creeps up really really slowly and then after a while you realize that oh my goodness I can no longer do my job I have people that have actually quit work or have not taken wow really yeah yeah quit work so that's taking a job that's for the people who've just studied the anxiety treatment that's an example of avoidance right and that what we know is avoidance feeds anxiety and makes it worse so that's not the answer to being shy no it's a great answer feeding and and getting your anxiety to be stronger yeah you want to get an anxiety disorder avoid Avoid. yeah yes so what am i to do you know what am i going to do if i feel shy in situations and i don't i feel uncomfortable if i'm you know i have to eat at work and everyone's staring at me my hands start to shake and i start to sweat yes what am i to do well there's there's many different techniques in the end what the main theory to it is is that whatever you avoid you end up creating a feeding loop. So when I'm scared of eating at work or going to the washroom at work and I avoid it, I feel relief. I'm like, oh good, I avoided that horrible situation, that fear that I might have. Or even answering the phone. If I answer the phone and I don't answer it this time, I feel they stopped ringing. Okay, good. I don't have to worry about that. Which is a little bit addictive, that feeling. It's addictive and you're actually, you know, if you were trying to train someone for something, right, when they do the right thing, you give them a little reward. And so in your mind, you're actually getting a little tiny reward. getting that little shot of dopamine that says oh good this is good so it actually like the the lie of therapy is that when you're doing the right thing it's going to feel right well no unfortunately especially with anxiety feeling right is the wrong thing your your limbic system the part of your brain the primal part of your brain is trying to keep you away from doing something dangerous but in your mind the the ability of your peers or your friends or other people to not like you is that that thing that you're fearing and so in the end you're going to avoid people and we need people and most jobs deal with people and so your world becomes very very small and sometimes it happens that your world is very little by the time that you decide oh my goodness look at what's happened it kind of creeps up on you so yeah that's a great explanation thank you and I guess you know in the next segment we're going to talk about what you were doing with that person it's going to be very clear though from what you're saying that you were definitely doing some sort of exposure therapy which you know you're t- you're doing a nice tie-in that in avoiding it is the is a disastrous solution um, and going towards it is the solution. I want to add in before we go to the break, if you relate to this at all and you wondered at all where this came from is a lot of times it comes from perfectionistic, critical parents. Mm -hmm. Um, So if your parents were like, well, you're just not doing that right. Or come on, you know, and a lot of focus on you. And if your kids are starting to have these symptoms, we have to be honest with ourselves too. Are we doing, doing this to our kids so important that sometimes we're not even trying to be critical you're we're so being right. very feedbackish. yes 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 you're or doing what, really good you're not doing good or you're not trying hard what enough the neighbors think exactly and those people are going to look they're not going to like you or they're not going to accept you if you do like we're often doing it from a place of kindness we're trying to stop people from being judged because we might have our own fear of right and so we're trying to stop our kids from being judged but we're actually making them fear being judged and doing the opposite thing to that. So I think that's such a good point to kind of look at yourself and say, maybe I'm doing it without meaning to. Well, I love the discussion and I want to continue it. And I want, as always, to th- for everybody listening to think about, in terms of their kids, in terms of themselves, how shyness may be affecting your life. Is Are there things you avoid in your life? I know sometimes there's things I avoid. So and maybe you'll think about if there's anything you avoid. Okay. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reese. 
life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-504 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We are back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Uh, sorry, we're having a tiny technical difficulty, but we are back. So, again, if you'd like to join the conversation at any time, you can call us at one 866 472 or join us on – we're streaming live on uh, Facebook and join into the conversation. Um, we were talking about areas in our own lives, and on, on Facebook I was discussing for many years I would only wear, like, black and low-key colors and – um, I didn't really see it as social anxiety per se, but I did like to sort of blend in and I've become much more of a bright color person. And I was just about to ask Georgia here, I'm going to help you with that, Georgia. <laughs> I was just about to ask you, where are the areas in your life? Because I was saying you're quite the extrovert. So I'm wondering, are there areas in your life that you have played things down or avoided things? I, I think that um, whenever I do, I, it's interesting because social anxiety, it's often either um, you're avoidant of or worried about either strangers. There's two types. So it's either strangers that you're more avoidant of 
or it, it's more um, people that you know that you're more feel more nervous about. And so for me, what I feel more nervous is when it's people that I know that are going to be watching something, the people that I, I care about. So I remember the first time that you watched one of my podcasts. Oh, remember? I remember yeah. that. And I see you in the chat room. Sandra's so sweet because she's so supportive to everything. And uh, she's I'm in the fan. chat room. She's, it was so adorable. But I went, oh, my God, if I say something stupid, now Sandra's going to know. And she'll be like, oh, goodness, you know, now she's not really, she wasn't really that bright. And she really wasn't that good at what she was doing and so that worries me more and that causes me a little bit of anxiety in comparison to doing something where there's a whole bunch of strangers for me that's the opposite I'm like performing I don't know them it's not as big of a deal to me I know what you mean though and I think it's relevant to social anxiety because even in the DSM it talks about people in authority Mm -hmm. and I mean you know Back in the day, you know, like, I mean, you do work at the clinic when the clinic is mine. So yeah. there was a little bit of that. I, I don't want to it wasn't even authority and it could be. No, but, but I'm just me, saying it was someone whose opinion you care about. Yes. For the people like, so the first time Renee listened to one of my, right. my so shows. Maybe authority is not the word, but someone who their opinion yes. matters. The people that I care about. Yeah. So, so for me, and, and it is a common one, actually, for people of authority. Yes, or like at the border, like yes. people can't go through the border. Yes, exactly. Or sometimes, it's, oh, yeah, or sometimes it's peer groups, your peer group, or sometimes it's the opposite sex that causes you more anxiety. Um, and sometimes it's a group that you would see as either more grumpy or more judgmental. That's for me. If I know I'm going to speak somewhere, and this is why I was thanking so much to Alberta, they were so nice to me. If I know I'm going to speak somewhere and I feel like I know in advance that that it's a peer group or a group of people that I know that might tend to be more judgmental I'm more nervous right you right. know to make right. sense I think yeah yeah interesting no, I, and I actually I have a little bit of that as well that bothers me and if I'm uh, giving a speech and I look onto the crowd so if you're watching someone speaking we actually look out onto the crowd and if I see no one nodding oh, no God. one smiling or I had at one point someone falling asleep while I was speaking I went oh no like this I and I tried to, like, make it better because I'm thinking it's me. Like, and they're probably just tired and they were, like, you know, out late the night before. It hadn't, probably had nothing to do with me. But in That's my mind, hard. it was me. And so, and so, yes, if you're one of those people, I'm that, that means... The world. I know. Okay, first of all, that's so funny you say that because <laughs> I'm very empathetic to speakers and yes. teachers. So yes. I sit in class and I, I do this. No, no. People love you. I they know. love you and they I know this. But you know what's funny? The uh, I I go one step further than you. In Alberta, like a few times I'll say, does this make sense? And there's like, no one moves. And I go, no, you need to nod now, please. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask for it. I love that but you that's, specifically that's asked a strategy, for it. actually, by the way, is mm-hmm. that, that some one of the strategies we give people with severe yes. shyness, which yes. I don't have, but severe shyness is to even go and own the shyness and say, I'm really feeling nervous right now. I'm feeling really shy I right now. What, why does that work so effectively well it works because the moment you own it your vulnerability is attractive people embrace it and now you're not hiding anymore mm-hmm. you know like so if my hands were shaking i'd probably say oh look my hands are shaking like bring it to the attention of people i don't know i'm not sh- i think that part of it is that we fear the judgment mm-hmm. and yet people are less judgmental when you own it yourself i yes. guess i think and yeah. i don't know why you no longer you're no longer i think you're absolutely right you're no longer having to to hide something it's something that's out in the open right right away interestingly people often think that you want to be perfect and if you're perfect no one's going to judge you um but then we end up with as, as we've spoken about before on the short syndrome which is when you act all perfect people want to knock you down from that when you act more real and honest other people can empathize with oh yeah i told 
fully understand what that would feel like, and they want to make you feel better. This is true. And that makes me, you know, this whole human nature thing brings up a, a point that I, I know you want to talk about. It's very important, is the evolutionary um, mm. explanation for social anxiety. And right. b- believe it or not, there is one. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, it's that. So we, Why do we have this? Yeah, well. So almost all types of fears and phobias are at some point in our existence um, actually linked to keeping us alive and were beneficial to us. And so us as small, defenseless primates, right, no eye teeth, no real strong claws, and we're compared to other primates and other animals, relatively weak. And so because of that, we needed the troop to survive. And so we have two things. One is that if you had offended someone in your troop and were thrown out of it, do you think that your chances of survival would Increase being alone or decrease being alone? Um, My chances for survival will decrease. Yeah. So you're alone and you're not with your group that keeps you alive. So you have to be accepted. Want to be accepted. Plus, if you're really liked by someone on the, you move up the hierarchy. And so you get better food as you move up in the hierarchy and you get better treatment and you get better care. You can see this in primate groups all the time, even from when they're preening each other. And so they, they, that's one of the, forms of like they show is that the high person the, the person at the top of the list may not preen anyone and then everyone else is preening depending on their social hierarchy of what they get dealt with and whoever gets to eat, eat whoever gets the best food whoever's creatures like little ones get the best um, level of security depends on where you rank wow yeah well that definitely shows us that you know Alyssa feel, and I think we often feel like it's a defect. It's something that's wrong oh, with so us. So beautiful, yes. And I think it's so important. No, it's so beautiful. What you're saying is again this idea that it was adaptive. Yeah. It was a good quality. Now what do we do with it? So let's bring this back to the person with the spots at the office that I see you taking downtown with spots all over. Yeah. What on earth were you doing? So they had um, a social anxiety, and this is very common for people that are fair skinned. Often, when we're nervous, we want to hide that. We don't want show which was also adaptive to not show fear again not for today you know but but it used to be that someone if you were feeling showing fear that someone would take advantage of that Mm. and so we're made to want to hide our fears and that actually causes an anxiety in and of itself so i was dealing with someone with when they would get nervous they would get uh, red spots on their skin and so on their chest on their neck and at first they started to hide it by wearing shirts that were higher cut and then turtlenecks, and then scarves. They realized, interestingly enough, that the more that they hid, the more that the spots started to creep up higher and higher. And they were mortified. And they weren't like, you know, allergic spots. This was just redness that would come in a patchy form on their neck, and then it would kind of creep up onto their face a little. And they would be mortified if someone said, oh, are you okay? You seem to be all spotty. Which, again, feeds the anxiety response, right? Because now people are noticing me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They know. Oh, and their thought was they know that I'm anxious, not that I'm hot or that I'm allergic or I didn't eat something well or I was itching, whatever it might be. They said they know that I'm anxious and now they think less of me because of that. Oh, boy. Okay. So, and, yeah. So then more symptoms. Exactly. Right. It became Spiral. More, and it became difficult for them to hide that. Mm-hmm. And so now many people will say that what I'm going to do then is I'm just going to get better better foundation or do, to hide it even better, right, is, yeah. is often people's right. situation. But that does not get rid of the anxiety. So, right. so what we had to do was confront the fear. And so their fear was to be seen by people with their splotchy skin. And so I figured we're going to paint each other with red spots on our necks 
and they I got red spots for her and she got painted red spots all over me and we walked down downtown Montreal um, and just walked around downtown Montreal with spotted skin red like bright red spotted skin and um, I walked around Montreal it was quite a lot of fun facing her fear directly and at first she was not alone she was really really nervous and anxious of course and in the end we had Montreal is very open-minded by the way yeah. these kind of things like really no one really even looks like they didn't even notice one person asked us if we were doing a play but besides that we went in we tried on clothing and shops we looked at jewelry stores asked places if they could match our spotted skin to be able to deal with stuff they found jewelry they didn't ask they just found jewelry for us and um that was it. After that one session, actually, their their fear went away. Okay, so, you know, looking at that, what you did there is, you know, I'm, I know why it went away. So, but I'm going to, you know, try to look at it from somebody listening point of view. It's, why does that work? Why did that work? Because we went to their worst case scenario. Their thought was that if people saw that there was something that was, they were spotted, that they would think that they were defective, that they would avoid them, that they would judge them. And so, so we ended up proving to them that none of that was true. They weren't judged. They were still accepted. And people were happy. And they embraced it. And then their fear of being caught and found out for this went away because the worst case scenario would never get this dark. And other people didn't care, didn't notice, and didn't mind. Yeah, that's cool. So proof is always in the pudding right you have to face the fear I remember yes, when I worked yes. with social anxiety years ago someone was afraid of people noticing them in a coffee shop dropping that we had to drop that's a great yeah get story. everybody look around you know it's yeah. it's like I was saying to the audience when I spoke last week is that even the worst story like somebody you know afraid of throwing up on a, a subway you know it's not great but you can probably turn it into a funny story one day it'll be a great story if nothing else yeah, yes that's what I think else. I actually do think that to myself it's like if nothing else this will be a, a good great story. story one day so the proof is really that this is survivable yes and that most people are not so focused on you no and if they see red blotches on you you know, maybe not the end of the world no they may not even notice may not they may even be sad notice. that they didn't notice maybe you <laughs> yeah, you're hoping they notice. maybe you'd hope that they were noticed yeah it's interesting though because i you know it must be difficult i know it is to get the client to get to that point that they're even willing to do such an experiment with you oh, yes, that's gotta that's be so tough. good that's so good what are the different things that would help them get there what do you need for a therapist to do this because it's better to do this with a therapist you could do it alone oh yeah no I think it would be difficult to do alone I think that you I know you had to teach them first how to relax their body um, in a stressful situation Um, you had to do some cognitive distortion so Mm -hmm. thoughts you know thinking that everybody is thinking I'm an idiot is a distortion because we won't hold it in a court of law we don't know what people will think we don't know what people are saying in their heads about you so you have to have those skills and I do think I, I think you actually do need a therapist to teach you them before you can venture out. I don't think anyone would agree to it, quite frankly. No, and that trust would, you know, you want to make sure that you're in a trusting relationship with the person that you're doing that with. And they understand beforehand what are they going through. And it wasn't the first session that we went right out. Important to say. And, and did that. Okay, we're going to be right back. Continue the discussion of difficult situations with social anxiety. We'll be right back. life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. 
Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We are back on Street Talk with Sandra Reese. Georgia and I were just saying how fast the time is going. And you know what, Georgia? I am not surprised because social anxiety is a huge topic and one that we've overlooked. We've been remiss on that one, but we're on it now. Um, before I go back into those steps that we were talking about, which are so important, we always like to start the third segment on uh, what's coming up for both of us. And also, um, you know, for people who are going through anxiety, what are some of the options out there if they don't live in Montreal? Yeah. So um, I don't know what's coming up. For me, I'm leaving in two weeks for my women's retreat, wow. my 13th women's retreat. That's amazing. Where is that going to be? It's at Spa Eastman, as always, and it's a wonderful weekend, a nice getaway for really on. This time, we're tackling things like guilt. I'd love to have you back Ooh, to talk about guilt. guilt, anger, empathy, trust. Oh, this is Ooh. such important topic. Topics now. Is it already filled up, or how would they contact if they, they wanted? They can still contact us. It's we're almost sold out, but you can reach us at five one four seven nine six four three five seven. Guilt. Um, well, let me just think. Empathy, trust, yes. and emotions. Your wow. guidance system. So, wow. so big ones coming up. And, and you have a lot of fun, and you get great food. Yes. And you get to tackle these topics that really should be taught in schools. That yeah. we are not taught these. These are the tools to be able to live better, to be happy. 
happier, to feel more fulfilled with life. Oh, yeah. I love that. What's coming up for you? Uh, not really much that I really know of. I don't really. I'm going to be continuing to do the podcast. Yeah, and, and you're and you're back. You're back from your trips, and you're at yes. the clinic. Yeah, I got time. to do Twit, and I uh, did them live. Yeah, I got to do the screensavers oh, live. Oh, and also a lot on Twit. There was, you know, th- shout out to Twit. Thank you so much, Twit. Oh. Um, it was so great to watch you guys. You the yes. chemistry was did unbelievable. You, did, you, did you see uh, Lee? talking about you oh and my god thankful he was for you sending the taste i'm like i was part of that too he loves you he's like oh that's fine. she's so sweet I, sent me the I know. Videos. so cute okay so on that note the videos for people listening is this related to the topic what are the anxiety videos all about and how can people find out about them how are they related first of all well that's going to be the first thing that you're going to want to do is manage your levels of anxiety before you end up even doing an exposure and so you want to go through through, you know, breathing techniques, your cognitive distortions. And these are all the pieces that are going to be in the videos that you can get to. to that. Yeah, it's actually true. We will true. definitely have um, a, a DVD that will be just on social anxiety also coming up. But before you do that, you have to go through the first sets of steps to manage what are you thinking, why, and what's happening in your body. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, you know, I didn't really plan this discussion to go this way, so it sounds like it's convenient. But the truth is the steps that we need need to go through before you go to exposure happen to be on the videos yes it's breathing relaxation passive and active relaxation and cognitive distortions and they're covered in session one two and three and four yes. which we have so and also the positivity of being positive of how your thoughts are dealing with things so we have like all of them it's all there how yeah. do they get them so you can check out the website it's uh, anxiety-videos.com and then you can just purchase them right on site yeah, that's good to know because a lot of people were asking me about the DVDs and if they can be purchased. And we do have a nice special. People were very pleased to hear about that of if you buy four or if you buy eight. Yes. So there's lots of options there and lots of specialty topics, depression, uh, boundaries and consequences, which, by oh, the way, yeah. our number one video that sells. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Sorry, I no. love that one. Yeah. I love that one. And there's it's a big issue for people. And Sleep. parenting. Parenting. Yes. Okay, yes. well, you know what? That's a segue also. I'll just mention one more thing that's coming up for me. Uh, which I always forget to mention. I do want to mention in case couples are struggling. Um, I am going on my couple retreat coming up in May, May 29th at Mont-Tremblant. So if your relationship's going good and you want it to go better, or if it's going so-so and you'd like it to get good, this is a wonderful opportunity. Um, you should definitely give us a call. We have some incredible uh, things going on with that. What happens at a couple's retreat for people that are nervous, for people that are shy about going through it? What exactly should they be worried if they're not usually open about what's happening in their relationship or if they feel? Such a great question, Georgia. Thank you. Um, It's so important that thank you for bringing that up because people don't come often. Sometimes people don't come and miss a great opportunity because they're afraid they're going to have to share their dirty laundry with other people. And you do not have to say a word at a couple retreats. So the setup is that I teach, and I teach cutting edge from the masters of the world. Not Which you've, you've trained with. This is yes. not just, you've yeah. actually been with these yeah. people, yeah. and so you can bring it back. And Sandra, just, like, you see her on the radio, and she's, like, so um, affable and friendly and down-to-earth, but she is all that in person. Like, she, I don't like going to conferences and talks to that. You are absolutely amazing and it's entertaining and fun and honest it's not going to be one of these things where you're sitting in a room just listening for hours on a day yeah well I don't like that myself I'm a lot like you and I can't handle that Um, this one is really uh, on attachment attachment and attachment 
attachment injuries. You know, when you've been in a couple and something happened and hurt you and it wasn't resolved, how do you get past that? And how do you strengthen intimacy in a couple? And really not only sexual intimacy, but into me see what what does that mean to really see it's dr sue johnson's work um a canadian emotional focus therapy amazing stuff and uh, i hope um i hope that if people hear about it they'll join us because uh everyone who always comes always has a profound experience a lot of my my people have gone to those and it really helps them helps them feel more bonded after that they get to discuss things. If you have someone that say that you are avoidant, so that's someone that, you know, maybe your partner or you always does not want to deal with conflict. And so you never get to anything. No this intimacy. is a great way that you can then rebond that. Or if you're always chasing after someone, you're trying to get them and you feel very anxious if you're alone, this would be wonderful as a way to figure out how do you deal with yeah thank you so if you're interested in that you can call us again at 514-796-4357 and we have a new website it's called holidaycoupleretreats.com you should check it out it's really a nice website um okay you said something before this that got me a little excited and i think it had to do with oh yeah it's parenting Mm -hmm. so what does parenting have to do with social anxiety is there a connection do we do we have something to say about that i guess there i'm thinking yes there there is and i i think that that was that was really important. I think that you brought up some of the tips beforehand about, you know, the way that we parent that could actually increase anxiety by being overly harsh, trying to push children to do things, making them feel um, like everyone's watching them and everything is going to matter. And sometimes when we care so much about someone, we can overdo because of our own worries and fears that they might make a mistake and that making a mistake is going to be okay to that. And so I think that that's one of the main pieces at the beginning of parenting to be able to help your kids know that it's going to be okay, they can figure it out. I think that's so important and so highly, like, we don't realize what a big deal that is. And as you were saying it, I had another thought. Ooh, I like this. The thought was that there's also, where do we learn shame? A universal emotion. Because that's the disaster, right? Is what if I make a fool of myself? So your family of origin is where you learn what is it to make a fool of yourself to the outrage a parent would have if a child, you know, didn't play the piano well or didn't do a performance well is relevant. something. Yes. Love that. Spilling is a good one. It's a good example. I've seen that. I have adopted kids and I've seen that in one of my children when he came, uh, when he would drop something. I don't even think I told you this. He would be like, he'd look up with like terror in his eyes. So clearly he had experienced that that could be a really bad thing to do. Um, so yeah what happens in your household if you spill something yes and if 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 you feel to that and like the same thing for if you make a mistake or look if you don't react overly strongly to that then someone says this is okay but if you're saying oh my goodness how could you do that that was so stupid you're so clumsy these are going to be the voices that you're going to be telling to yourself when you get older the child will be telling to themselves when they get older those will be those same negative voices that then through cognitive therapy, we're going to have to actually restructure so that we're not horribly mean and cruel to ourselves. Because that's also where it comes from, is that fear of we're also berating ourselves in our head. And I can still do that sometimes to myself. When I make a mistake or I say something and it was completely wrong and I go, oh, you know, like a little bit of that, oh no, that was dumb, goes into my head sometimes. And so you want to also 
work on that. Yeah, we really have to work on that critical voice because I relate to that. And, um, you know, that voice, critical voice is linked to your parents. Um, And it's a parental voice. And again, our parents meant well, but sometimes our parents say things to us that we continue to say to ourselves, and it's not loving and it's not yeah. compassionate yes. and we want to get to the point that you know whether we drop something or your child drops something that it really is like it's okay or that performance didn't go so well or even that therapy session or that radio show yes okay yes. it didn't go that well is that okay is that can okay? it be manageable yes because if you're overly perfectionistic you're not going to do many things because nothing's ever going to be perfect before before you do it. And if you have to have it perfect, there'll be a lot of wonderful moments that you could have gotten better at something because only through failure and mistakes do you really learn from it. So well and, said. And if we teach that to our kids, then they'll be able to make a mistake, enjoy, be silly, have someone tease them, and it won't break them. Now, would you, how do we do that, teach it to our kids, if if we're not doing it for ourselves? Oh, oh, there we go. There, there we, we go. go. There we go. So what would be the answer to that? Well, I was a little bit tricking you, I think, but you've turned it on me. So the oh, answer, oh, <laughs> I think the answer, you tell me if you agree. I think the answer is you can't teach it to your children if you don't do it for yourself. That, you know, I think that that was that beautifully, beautifully, beautifully because same. I think that they, you know, they don't do what you say. They do what you do. And unconsciously, they will see that. Yeah. Unconsciously, they will see that. And I do see a lot of parents that have social anxiety and they really don't want to give it to their kids but they can see little pieces of it coming up because you know they may you may, they may notice that you instead of going up to talk you sit down and stay down or maybe they notice that you don't go out there and sing really loudly you're really really shy about it and so then they unconsciously they're mimics and so they unconsciously want to do that you are teaching them what is they should and should not do and a wonderful way of saying you know, does it matter is to say, you look at a picture of like a hundred people and you're in it. Who's the first person that you look at? Yourself. Yourself. Do you really care about everyone else? No, everyone's doing exactly the same thing. They're looking at themselves. So really most people won't mind if you make a mistake and that actually might make it better. Amazing. Great information. It's time for a break again. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-504. 
514-694-0840 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We're back on Straight Talk talking about social anxiety and, you know, really even like the talk of the name of the show was based on a book I read many years ago on social anxiety. It's called Dying of Embarrassment. Ooh. It really does feel like you're dying of embarrassment, you know, and I, I grew up, as I often tell people, with European parents and, you know, when Europeans and, and other immigrants come to this country, they certainly want their kids to shine. Yes. And um, there was definitely a lot of emphasis on succeeding and doing well. And I really believe that I found it very difficult at times if I was the center of attention and I didn't do things right. And it's actually through the years and the work that I do that I feel that it was sort of like a natural exposure. Like I've, I've done plenty of things wrong, made plenty of mistakes publicly and learned to find the humor in it. Humor is so important. Would you agree? Oh, that's a great way to deal with it is that if you, uh, you know, think of your life as if it was a sitcom, which would be great. Um, You know, it's a Seinfeld moment. Um, I've often said that in my head. And that it'll be a great story that can can really be helpful if you can do that. I think that that's a a great tool. If What if you do, though, if you can't find humor in it? If this is something that is so, like, really, really hurtful to you, or maybe your parents said that you were always stupid when you make a mistake or that, and someone might chuckle or even say, you know, well, that wasn't smart that's soul crushing to you what how, how would you handle that oh well you know i would find it very hard to be perfectly honest but i know a technique that we teach our clients which is called self-soothe mm-hmm. and, and i think it's important to mention at this point in the show and i don't really think i'd survive my life without it because there are moments where people don't respond well to you yeah. um there are audiences that aren't going to find the same joke funny that's like the day before somebody was laughing their head off and all of a sudden you make a joke <laughs> and there's like cricket cricket like there's not oh, yeah, a sound always, to be heard always difficult um and like you said bone crushing like kind of a horrible feeling like oh my god this is a disaster self-soothe has to be part of your vocabulary so what is self-soothe self-soothe in my language and i'm curious about yours would be like it's okay sandra i got you we're gonna get through this this is okay it's not the end of the world what is your self-soothe georgia yes yeah, this is, and this is great if you don't have one you know take a pen and paper and write down something um, that you feel is your sentence 
yourself that will make you feel better. So it could be something like for me, I would say, you know, I'm walking towards the fire. <laughs> I That's the way I, I say really? it to myself. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, like, you know, it's like the superhero moment. You're walking towards the fire. It might not go the way you want, but I'm very proud of you for trying because you knew that it could have been hard oh, and you knew like it could have been bad. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> say it again. It's that you're walking towards the fire. What's the fire? It so that would be, be um, I'm going to. Speaking the, engagement. The, yeah. The, or the, when I did Twitter, I was. I was actually really nervous before I did Twit Live. Yeah, that was a big moment for you. Yeah, I hadn't met him. I hadn't met him, and it, you know, I've never done the show that one live. Yeah. I've never actually done that show ever. And you were so awesome, early. by the way. Check her out. Yeah, thank you. I watched every and, bit of it. Oh. Every, and like, I'm not even that into tech. I couldn't stop watching. It was amazing. Oh, thank you. You were amazing. Thank Both you. of you. The chemistry was awesome. Oh. And yeah. uh, I say I'm walking towards the fire, and even if things don't go well or the way that I planned it, or if I mess up, I might say, you know, even though I messed up, I'm very proud of you for trying. I'm proud of you for trying. I love that. Yeah. I'm proud. Of, it feels soothing just to say those words. We should all say them together. Yes. I'm proud of you, you for, for trying. trying. Yes. Okay. And, and I have one more that I always say because Tell my us. fear is fear of failure. And so my thought is um, you only fail if you don't try. You only fail if you don't try. Another great one. Yeah. It's That's because, what I really use. Because that's a failure not to try. Yeah, that's my that I changed the definition of what failure was to me so that then I wasn't failing. That is a brilliant tip. So in your life, if you're not trying things, that's the real failure. Yes. Whereas if you try it and it doesn't go well, you're a winner. That's learning. You're a winner. That's learning. You learn so something. Fantastic. Right? It may not be good, but at least, you know, if I when I failed at being a singer, I knew, okay, maybe not, that might not be you might you need failed to sing. at being a singer? I did. What happens? Oh you didn't know it. I don't know the story. story. No, I was no, in no. a band. I was the you were in a band. band. Oh this this yeah. is like Christmas party stuff, really? <laughs> yes. I didn't know this. You didn't know this? You were in a band and you failed? Oh, yeah, quite publicly. <laughs> and um, I can't sing, which you need to sing to be able to be a singer. Yeah, and yeah that's kind of probably true. Kind of important. And uh, the funny thing is, is that I don't look back on it and, and feel bad for failing. I, I'm, I like, oh, okay, well, that's not my path. I'll find another path and I could let it go. How did you know you failed? Uh, because we didn't make it into the talent show. And, okay. Uh, we sound yeah. horrible okay but you, <laughs> but you, pretty obvious. right but you tried but I so tried it's not a failure, failure. and, I and really now don't you know even, you're not a singer i'm not a singer yeah it's not so my it's thing. Not thing i went into therapy okay we okay <laughs> where you're where it is your thing i that's my that's thing. your thing that's, that's a better thing for i like me. that so very important point like closing tips is it's a failure to not try so whatever you're avoiding in your life right now you want to move towards it yeah so what do you say to people we're getting to that point so someone's listening right now someone we have a big audience in sweden hi sweden someone in sweden is listening right now and they say yes that's true but i i am too scared to go towards the fire georgia what do you tell them so i say break it up into tiny little steps the smallest step possible if you're scared of going outside just walk to the door walk to the door stay there work on what you say to yourself if you have to write it down and just re-say it constantly great if you have a friend that makes it fun and you can laugh go do that and you get close to wherever your edge of what you can do is towards whatever you're scared of and stay there and then every day go try to go a little bit further or stay that day where you are and even if one day you can't because you're sick you had a fight things were difficult that's okay that is not a failure because you didn't stop trying you just couldn't do that much today start wherever you could and then go back again and it will recalibrate what your brain sees as dangerous because you didn't die from it you stayed at the door and then your brain says oh okay well that didn't kill me door's okay 
Great strategy. And then door changes. Great strategy. And I also really particularly love you emphasizing to break it down into small pieces. Yes. You know, like it's really can be really like a lion yeah. and you it's too overwhelming you know so if you have a fear of public speaking you don't want to go speak to 300 people the first time no. it might be too much it's your point but thank you it's your great point it's breaking it down in steps thank yes, you but you said why that's you. good which is you could flood yourself and actually give you more anxiety yeah and don't force someone else against their will to do something even if you think it's the best thing to do you want to help them break it down into steps and then allow this now this might be a little bit different if you're dealing with very young children that might be changing the rules a little bit to that but while we're talking about for adults dealing with this with children we probably would have to do a whole show on because there's different steps and trust and understanding and knowledge base and we will we will so you know i'll finish up on this exact thought you know I, I talk about this often that if there's two people trying to cross the street mm-hmm. and they're both fearful of it and one of them the therapist says take a step and that man says what do you mean take a step I want to get across the street a step's not going to do much and the therapist says we're just going to do one step today that's fine and he says okay don't be ridiculous you treat me like I'm an idiot and he goes home and the other one's with their therapist and the therapist says take a step and he goes okay I'll try one step today just one step and he succeeds who is across the street in a month from now yeah okay yeah. Is yes. sometimes we we say it's not enough that we mm. you know that we can walk into a party or wear a colorful outfit or go downtown with blotches and then we're criticizing ourselves and that's feeding again the anxiety. Oh, it yes. is enough. It's enough. Yes. Any step you take today counts. Oh, every grain of sand. Yes. Every grain yes. of sand. Yes. Beautiful. That is unfortunately all the time we have today. But I think we ended on a strong note. I want to thank you so much, Georgia, for coming on Straight Talk. You are, as always, a great guest filled with inspirational and great strategies. Thank you, and I hope you'll come back again. I know you will. Thank you so much, Sandra, for having me. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, it was so much fun. The time went by in a heart. I can't believe that was an hour. It's always great to talk to you. So if you want to continue the conversation, write into Facebook anytime. You can speak to Georgia and myself. Um, I'd like to... Uh, Thank all of you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We really appreciate it. I'd like to invite you all back next week. If you have any interest in our retreats, therapy, or any other media that was mentioned on this show or previous shows, check out helpforanxietydepression.com. Uh, you can go on straighttalksandarich.com and put forward slash free gifts and get all sorts of free gifts, including a breathing strategy from Georgia Dow. Fantastic for free. Um, go on Straight Talk to Reach Facebook, leave Georgia or myself any comments. You can hear this and any prior show as a podcast on my website, straighttalksandarich.com, on the podcast app of your iPhone or on iTunes. I know you like that's iPhone. Do, Under Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Drop me a comment or question at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. And if you are a professional and you're looking for keynote speakers or training on anxiety, depression, emotional regulation, living a purposeful life, uh, keep in touch with us. We are your source for evidence-based practice and education. My name is Sandra Reich, and I promise I'll help you to learn to live your best life again next Thursday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, this is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Keep your eyes on the stars. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.